of radioactive. <sighs> oh, sorry. Dude. I I fucking hate this team, dude. I hate football. I hate this game. Uh, it's boys to be boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. Uh, we're coming to you after the Cowboys uh, blew a 17-point lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars and lost an overtime game. Mm. Now, if you're like me, boys, when when this kind of thing happens, you're like, who should I blame for this? Who can I point a finger at? Who can I scapegoat? Who should I be mad at? Well, you're in luck today, gentlemen. And for you folks at home, you can tune into our Instagram where I will be posting this. I've prepared just a a friendly little presentation. All right. Can you can you boys see these slides? Very clearly. Oh, yes. All right. Boys will be boys. Who should I be mad at? A presentation by Andy Catelli. Is what you're doing at work? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. So people who fucking suck. All right. This is a these are the people in no particular order that I blame for okay. the loss on Sunday. All right. First up, Pizza Boy. Yeah, Kellen fucking Moore. What's wrong? Boy First genius. All, he, believes, he believes that he is, in fact, a boy genius. He spends the week watching Dexter's Lab, not game film. Okay. He's in, abu- in an abusive relationship with Noah Brown. No, seriously, what the fuck is the deal with the Noah Brown thing? Fuck you, Kellen. So, first and foremost, man, dude, some of the fucking insistence on going to Noah Brown in this game. And not like, hey, Dak went through five reads, and we got to throw it to Noah because everyone else was quadruple covered. There was, like, designed plays in crucial moments in this game to get Noah Brown the ball, where it was like, use Dalton Schultz and C.D. Lamb as a decoy or as rubbers or as pick guys to get Noah Brown open. That's what happened on the last play of this game in overtime, Mm -hmm. where Noah Brown lost this game personally. Uh, And that brings me to my next point. Fucking Noah Brown, all right? Here's him fucking losing the game, all right? (laughs) Fucking legitimate bum. All right. Point number one. Number two, Gen Z Patrick Creighton. All right. Oof. That's an insult to Pat Creighton. Unexplainable target fiend. The reason I call him Gen Z Pat Creighton is because I was thinking back to that playoff game in 07 where Romo, like, did some Romo Jedi pocket present shit and got open, and Pat Creighton's running wide, and Romo throws it to him, and Pat Creighton just drops that shit to lose the game, Gen Z Pat Creighton, all right? Just a guy that, like, probably shouldn't be on the field, okay? Like, if 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 the team is constructed correctly and the plays are being called correctly, this guy should never fucking see the light of day, but whatever. It's not all his fault, all right? Pat, like, to Noah Brown's credit, Noah Brown, by all accounts, does everything right in practice, blah, 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 blah. He's supposed to want the ball, okay? That's his job. It's Kellen's job. To not give him the ball, to not give him eight targets in this game where CD Lamb gets seven targets. Okay. Nine targets. Yeah. It's, or last week, fucking seven targets. Just absurd shit. Okay. 
Next up on my list, Bad Dak. All right. You want to know? Dak. You want to know what percentage? So Kellen Moore's been in the league since 2017. It's a long time for a wide receiver, actually. He had 15 or 14.2% of his targets came in last game. That's that's just show you how little crazy. he's been used in the past. It's fucking crazy, dude. Much he was used in this game. Okay, so next up is bad Dak. All right. So wildly bipolar. All right. First half, Dak Prescott looks like the fucking MVP of this league. Okay. He's 15 of 16, two touchdowns. Cannot miss. He has more touchdowns than incompletions in the first half of this game. And then at the worst possible moments, bad Dak will appear, which is like forcing it, like trying to do too much, or just like in the in the exam in this example, the first pick he threw, he just like gets out of the pocket. And I don't know if like he just like his arm gives out on him or he sees something that isn't there, but he someone just sails a duck and it goes it over, wildly when... over Schultz's head. Someone said it was hit when he threw, but I watched. I don't see a ton there. It, it was just a bad. It, it was bad. It was bad. And, it was, and Lord knows I'm the biggest Dak defender there is. But, like, there is a bad Dak that lives within the otherwise well, good quarterback Dak Prescott. Well, as you said, you're also you're throwing that pick, like, right after you get sacked. So you're on your own eight-yard eight yard line, and you just yep. gave up a touchdown. Like, that's the, the one thing that's going to – you could have gone three and out. And I don't think he would have handed as much momentum as he would. Like an interception absolutely, absolutely turns this from like, oh shit, man, we're down three scores to, well, we just scored a touchdown and we get one here. It's wow, it's a 50 50 game. It's a game. Yeah. So more and more we're questioning does he have, quote unquote, it? And I'm going to, again, give him the not all his fault. So, like in this game, on the last play of the game, he does make the, he, the play is called. Noah Brown is open. He does throw the a catchable good pass to Noah Brown, and Noah Brown doesn't drop this ball. Okay, if you drop this ball, at that point it's like, okay, we're on the fifty. Do we go for it? You have options, all right. They're not great. You don't want to be in fourth and four in overtime, but you have options. The only thing you can't do is effectively like alley-oop the ball into the hands of a defender who's already running full speed so that they can get a pick six and win the game, and that's what Noah Brown did. So I'm not going to hand all the blame for this game onto Dak, especially in a game where he is up three, like multiple scores, at, three scores at one point. He puts up 34 points. I'm not going to put all the blame on the offense on this one. We'll get to that in a minute. Next up, Cowboys, quote-unquote, fans. All right, I saw this shit. So much in the last two days. All right, this is my the image I've chosen to to fucking represent these people. Okay, these are people that want desperately to be buddies with other fan bases. All right, they seem to hate pretty much every cowboy player that's either on the team now or uh, was previously on the team. Like lots of like, dude, Dak's starting to look like Romo, dude. Those kind of comments. Uh, they sure have this incredibly long list of things I, quote, have to admit, like, man, Dak's so fucking overrated. You have to admit the Eagles are just 10 times better than us. You have to admit the Eagles are just such a cool team. And you'll go on Reddit and see these fuckheads in the RNFL subreddit being like, man, I hate Dak, dude. I wish we would get a new quarterback. Shout out to Eagles, though. You guys look really great this year. I have to admit, dude. Just like mm. – simping to opposing NFC East fan bases. You are not a Cowboys fan. 
go root for the Eagles. You desperately want to. Oh, so lame. All right. And then Cowboys, quote unquote, elite defense. Uh, here's a cool picture of them. They look cool here. Uh, most of the guys in this picture are, are not on the defense anymore. Uh, on the left, there's Jalen Smith. Uh, LVE, he's out. Anthony Brown, he's out. All we have left is Trayvon Diggs and like half of a Micah Parsons. Diggs uh, doesn't even get thrown at anymore. I know. So he's barely there either. And not, Parsons? not, you know. It was a little quiet game. Parsons had a good game last game. He, he had uh, he had a sack and then completely disappeared and played zero role the highest, in the defense, uh, giving up pressure rate. Yeah, he, I think of anyone that week. Yeah, he had <sighs> again, he had 10 man. Like, here's we'll, we'll get this. We'll get deeper into this, but like, I have a huge issue with the the fact that the Cowboys use him that way to begin with. Like, the fact that we have gone to using Micah Parsons exclusively as a defensive end is an issue because he was way more impactful when we moved him around when other opposing offenses didn't know where he's coming from. Now he, he only plays one position effectively. Now he's effectively a D end. He doesn't have the build to play D end. So he's gotten banged up. He's way less impactful that way and disappears for large stretches of these games. And suddenly you take a player who was this like dynamic Swiss army knife, turn him into a D end who is really good. I'm not saying he's not really good at that, but he's going to take way more damage over the course of a season and you start having these games where, like, man, you can game plan for a good D-end a lot easier than you can game plan for the Micah Parsons that you were seeing last year where it's like, where's this guy going to be? I don't know. I, I I do not think that we are using Parsons correctly, and I think it, to his detriment, I think we've we've hurt him to the point where he's less impactful now, like, especially during, like, the Texans game. That was very, very difficult to watch. He did not look like the same player. Um. Garrett disease, just I feel like DQ is catching that illness that Garrett had where if you lose a couple of your pieces, you do not know how to adjust. In his case, it's the cornerback situation. Uh, I understand that we don't have like other cornerbacks that can like play the opposite digs and be as good as digs. But like to Ben's point, he's been brought this up before. DQ has faced this situation before where People are not going to throw at Richard Sherman. People are not going to throw at Trayvon Diggs like in one-on-one coverage. They're, they've demonstrated an, a level of ability that makes that a less good option than throwing at Kelvin Joseph. If that's going to be the enemy plan of attack, you have to have something to counter that. And thus far, we haven't seen Dan make adjustments that help that that much. I mean, we're getting absolutely broken off by everyone's second and third wide receiver i mean zay jones has had a career day this dude went for 103 Mm. touchdowns christian watkins who no one had ever heard of before the packers game and in half our losses this year which i know isn't that many but in half our losses this year the defense effectively allowed a huge lead in the second half to be erased by just letting some guy no one's ever heard of or doesn't care about go off uh, and we have to be able to adjust to that, or we're going to get torched in the playoffs. Um, I do think we were, like I mentioned, I think we're squandering Micah by using him strictly as a D end. I think we're shortening, uh, we're we are hurting him for the back half of the year by having him take like ten times as many hits as he needs to. I think he is more effective for the overall defense if he plays more than one position. And I think that come contract time, he's going to be able to say, I'm a DN, pay me like a DN, $30 million, please. And that's going to suck. So overall, I don't think any of that is helping. 
those are my scapegoats of of Sunday, uh, and I'm mad at all of them at the moment. I'm mad at all of them. Um, first of all, that was a very good PowerPoint. Does thank you, everyone. Thank you. A round of applause. That was well done. Well done. Um, I agree with many of those points. Many of the points that my uh, my partner made here. Uh, the one I w- I would stop at the the Micah usage a little bit only. Well, especially on the last part, he's going to get paid no matter what position they call him. I mean, he's he's a freak. He might win Defensive Player of the Year. Was sure. a big favorite until the Niners' defense started going loco, and now, fortunately for my bet, fucking Nick Bosa is the favorite. And um, our defense is not. I mean, they are not elite. Like you cannot make no, a case. No, they have not, is even, not anymore. I mean, they're barely average, dude. Like they have the not been. Destroyed them. I think. I think. Speaking to that point, I think the lipstick on the pig, if you will, or the makeup for this defense was that they had an insane pressure rate and sack rate the first yeah. eight, ten games, twelve games of the season. And what it really covered up was that the secondary sans Trayvon Diggs is very, very susceptible and very uh beatable. And well, and multiple starting... members of our secondary do not have the ball skills to like cover well. I mean, even on the game winning pass not game winning, but like Trevor Lawrence's like effective game ceiling pass of this game. It goes through the hands of Donovan Wilson, like directly Mm -hmm. between both of his outstretched hands. And we saw a touchdown like this earlier this year with curse. Like those guys are incredibly valuable and they're really good at what they do. The issue is that it is, they are box safeties and we don't have really a ball hawk safety to like play center field and we have one really good cornerback um i would take issue with the idea that injuries destroyed this team i mean until last week all that had really been injured was anthony brown if i don't i I don't i don't believe that anthony brown is a difference between an elite defense and what we're seeing on the field right now i really don't no i don't i don't i didn't go there i just think that the so a lot of pressure. Max point earlier. I actually think Micah had a pretty good game. It did seem he disappeared, but when you look at stats again, I mean, he just was the only one generating pressure. And if you only have one guy, it's like if you only have one guy getting open, it's just it's hard to really pop and stand out. And so he sure. was the one guy who was constantly getting in Trevor Lawrence's face. The other thing is the Jags actually, I mean, as mediocre as their offensive line looks, they're I think top five or bottom five, however you look at like sack rate allowed, like they're pretty good at protecting Trevor Lawrence and he's got a lot more shiftiness to him. He should have been sacked on a third and goal play earlier, which Evan Ingram dropped the touchdown. Um, that was another one. Someone had their oh, the, the fumble around. play, man. He should have been sacked on the fumble play yeah, before he, yeah. so he's got a up. little bit more wiggle than I think I thought before watching him every snap in this game. Uh, you know, the, the the corner thing's tough because they benched Kelvin Joseph mid-game. Kelvin Joseph was getting – I mean, that double move that Zay Jones put on him absolutely burned. That's I mean, just, and one of the more embarrassing – it's not like – we've seen Anthony Brown get beat pretty badly in this, you know, in the last couple of years. But that's usually a straight-line speed issue. Kelvin Joseph got – it looked like those videos you see in the offseason of, like, NFL receivers working out with like you know a college corner or something where they're just like you know Dez is out there working out with like one of his boys and just like working this guy like that's what it looked like it was an embarrassing moment. Yeah, Kelvin Joseph. 
I mean, he that, so they did try. I mean, they benched him. They put Nation right out there. He's just not any better. Deron Bland had a little bit better game. He had another interception. Um, I think he's going to be okay at slot. But yeah, I mean, the opposite corner to Trayvon in their two man sets, or I guess don't want to, you know, two corner. I think you've got to. I know you brought this up. I think you've got to explore the at least the option of leaving Trayvon on an island and cheating over to the other side. Well, the other thing on that double move if you watch the the videos i'm not really sure what malik hooker was doing he didn't really have anyone on his side of the field it really seems like he probably should have been shadowing deep there for kelvin yeah. but um either way yeah dq's defense they've look they carried this team in the cooper rush era or bit um but yeah the last few games they're starting to get a little bit really since that game that zach kind of freaked out the the Bears game where the Bears ran all over them and then they gave yep. another 200 yard rushing game and now they've kind of gotten the run a little bit better. I mean, DVOA, they say we're still a pretty good run D, but now their sack rate's gone down and they're getting picked up hard, man. Um, I don't know. I, I, the defense is what well, worries see, me. A little it bit. doesn't seem to be all at once, right? Cause like in the first half, they, they looked great. Like they had held the Jag. It looked like they were going to, we were going to win this game like 40 to like, you know, 17. And so it was like, okay, their defense looks good. They've contained this offense well. Yeah, in the first the half, they offense went, is rolling nicely. They went turnover, three and out. Then they give up a touchdown, three and out, and then end of half where they missed. So, I mean, five drives, they were pretty good, pretty stout. Second half, field goal, then they had the pick. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And then they got a fumble, which I thought would end the game until – whatever the fuck Kellen did on that three and out. And Dude, we'll have to get goal. into that because that and drive is one of the more frustrating play calling offensive drives of the entire season. Yeah. So, and uh, Z, in living memory period. Z, where's your head at with this one? Where do you want to, where do you want to go with it? What for the game itself? Or just the comments. Yeah. On anything. I'm going to go back to the injury thing. Cause yeah, Anthony Brown would be the only one who that game was straight up out. But I mean, Parsons is injured. Kears had a shoulder injury a while back. Like, our guys are just beat the shit fuck up is an issue with defense. It's sure. not so much that they're playing bad, but I feel like but a we're going to lose probably beat more. Up. Everyone's beat up. It's week 13 or week 16 of the season. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's my best reason for why our defense has just regressed so much. <laughs> well, their bar was like really the, high, I think, to be fair, too. They're, they was. didn't allow anyone to score 20 points for six straight weeks. That's an I, I also feel like we've done this up. before with – I mean, we did this with Chris Richard. We've done this on offense with Kellen Moore. And we saw signs early in the year, like the Eagles game. Like they found some some ways to attack this defense that like exposed them as like an overly aggressive pass rush. Like really like if the Cowboys can't like pin their ears back and pass rush you and have success, they're not the greatest in the world, especially in the mid those mid-range passes – the second level, like they don't have great cover linebackers. They don't have the ability to stop you when it comes to those like six to 15 yard plays. And teams are, have been able to exploit that to a high degree of, of success. And then when you start like dropping guys into coverage, playing sets with like more dudes backed up, that's when you start giving up. We saw this in the second half of the Jags game, like ETN's running for like six, seven, eight yards a carry because they don't have as many dudes in the box. Yeah, it's it's 
it's tough. I mean, this is the first game all season, second game all season, they've given up over 30 in a game, which I know is not a huge bar, but it was it was we a rough second half. 500 yards, man. Yeah, I, like I said, it's but it it was they weren't perfect against the Texans. I thought they were fine against the Colts. What's really concerned the last three weeks and since the Thanksgiving Day game is they are just not getting pressure at a high rate. If Micah's banged up or not 100% or whatever's going on with him, and I know Tank kind of like refractured his foot a month or two back. We just didn't talk about it. He's still playing. Tank, Tank has looked he's – he's been impactful, especially like in the run game, but yeah. he hasn't gotten after the quarterback. Uh, I mean, Tank Armstrong made like the play been... of the game against the Texans where he That's blew true. up the third down, so I'm going to give him a little credit there. But like Armstrong has completely disappeared. He was on pace for this like crazy good season, and we haven't seen – I mean, he did get – now he did get hurt. Uh, he got uh, hurt he, in this one. Yeah. He got hurt in this game. Um, but yeah, like then after that, you're kind of like, okay, if, if Tank is a little banged up and Mike is a little banged up and Armstrong's not on the field, suddenly this like, oh my gosh, we have you know so many pass rushers, and then you're like, well, well look, we have like – one complete pass rusher. <laughs> I, they, I'm more concerned with the Colts and Texans that they didn't show up as much pass rush wise. Like the Jaguars, like I said, are good at not giving up sacks. That's something that they do excel at. So I don't know the defense. We got to see what DQ dials up. I'm not ready to Chris Richard bury him yet. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's concerning. The defense is they went from clearly there was like a tier one of defenses which i think was philly us and the niners and i don't think you can put us in that tier right now no uh, whether as a team all. or as a defense i mean i just don't think outside of micah parsons and trayvon like there's just not enough other firepower firepower right now i mean so. i saw this stat earlier today and i think i i messaged you guys about it that the Niners play this incredibly physical brand of defense where the week after teams play the Niners, they're one in 12 this season. Like the they Niners just have a legit beat people beat. the fuck up, dude. Like it just, they, it hurts to play the Niners. Yeah. I went and did the, I went and looked at the Cowboys teams after the week after playing us are six, six and one. So it's just like very, like almost like not statistically, you know, like important. Like it's just like a coin flip as to what you do the week after. You play the yeah. Cowboys. And look, they, they're they still probably buoyed by the beginning of the season. They're still third in DVOA defense. I mean, I still think they have a good defense. It's just, is this the type of defense that could carry, like, Joe Flacco to a Super Bowl? Is this the type of defense that carried old-ass Peyton Manning to a Super Bowl? Oh, I mean, like, dude, if, if Dak got that. hurt now and you're putting in Cooper Rush, like, oh, yeah. oh. they are getting matched. <laughs> like, yeah. We, I think that's what's more concerning is we thought that they could be this special elite level defense, and instead they are a good NFL defense with flaws. Yeah. And that yeah. sucks, but that's the reality. We we had, for a while, they fooled us into thinking that this was something that maybe nobody, like, yeah, we'll talk about forever, right? Like, this is just that crazy good defense, and they're just, they're not in that tier. They're a good now, NFL defense. That's it. And on the other side, obviously, like during that time period of the kind of the Cooper Rush period of the season, the offense was like 27th and everything. And they've risen uh, up to this point where they are top five in a bunch of categories. I mean, even in this loss to Jacksonville, they put up 34 points, but they are incredibly prone to shooting themselves in the foot, whether it's Dak throwing an incredibly inopportune interception or Noah Brown doing Noah Brown things or 
it's know, another penalties and turnovers. It's penalties and yeah, turnovers. Penalties and turnovers are a good way to, to surmise it. I mean, they 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 still you're right, statistically and advanced stats, they're another like you love them when you look at them. But yeah. when we break it down and we watch and we can go ahead and get into the offense. I'll give my quick spiel. Um like Dak's been very good. The problem is Dak has been turnover prone. Now it's weird because you can sort of hand wave a lot of these turnovers and like, well, that went off that guy's hands and that went through and that one was tipped. So it's kind of a fluky bit, but it's still concerning. And they've come There's at like, your point of, of the no, of the like nine turnovers he's had. Because I think he's like it's something crazy. It's like nine games in a row or something where we've had it. He is the most coming back from injury. He leads the NFL in interceptions, though. I think of the 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 nine, I think that there's like five. I want to say the majority, slight majority, where I'm like, what was he thinking? And then there's this other group that I'm like, holy shit, he really got done dirty by getting hit in the arm. Noah Brown. saw this stat earlier. I'm going to look up real quick but i think it's of the nine five of them were considered uh not turn worthy over whatever the yeah the advanced way they say this, turnover yeah. worthy throws yeah was, i think it was okay it was over half i believe i think it was five that sucks i mean place. ultimately like and and here's that thing dak is also a quarterback that even when he's like completing good passes he throws high risk balls right like he stepped up his risk this year, his risk when factor he, has risen when we, this year. Like when we went and beat the Texans on that 98-yard drive, he throws one to Schultz that if he Ooh. does not complete that ball, <laughs> you are questioning the shit out of the decision. Like it is as risky as it gets, but it's a perfect ball. So it's like, okay, great. The issue is I don't trust Dak to throw a picture-perfect ball every single time. And so it's like, man, I don't want you to like decide. It's kind of like – you it's kind of like you go to a casino and you have a buddy that hits like puts a thousand on red and it hits and you're like man i don't want you to learn like that that's how this works because it could really ruin your life if you think that like every time you you run that kind of high risk play it's gonna pay off for you um but it has like benefited Dak in some ways i mean he's he's won games on these huge dramatic you know, he threw that that Noah Brown sideline pass, which was absurd, and Noah like dove and body caught it sideways, and the the Schultz throw is the same way. Um, this game just like I, I've com- we've complained about Noah all all year, um, and obviously the hope is that like Ty some combination of like Ty Odell Washington Gallup like. I can't believe all these dudes are kind of in the ecosystem of the Dallas Cowboys and Noah Brown is getting this kind of work. Like this brings me to my next point. Like where's what's going on with Michael Gallup, man. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I love baby. I really don't don't, know. I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. Like he's just not having a, a good year, which makes you concerned about him moving forward. The fact that they paid him to be, their number two receiver. I mean, pretty handsomely. Um, but it's just, I mean, he had two targets, one catch for five yards in this game. I mean, Dak's not even throwing the the third and 10 ball is a perfect example. Um, terrible decision by Kellen, whatever you think, but okay. So you, you, you go for the, the, the kill shot. The, it's really Mike McCarthy. I think more than killing, you know, that they, they used to do this with the, the Packers quite a bit, but he goes for the kill shot third and 10. They're going to think we're going to do some draw or some dump off the CD, whatever. They go for the bomb. Problem is, CD draws a triple team. 
Noah yeah. gets one on one, and honestly, they could have just ran like a little out route, looked wide open, but goes over the top, and then Gallup is completely blanketed. I still would have rathered him try and win a contested catch than Noah. But that's the thing, man. It's like I know I know Gallup isn't like getting separation. I in fact the Cowboys receivers are like 30th in separation this year. You which take is out that I saw the other day. If you take um, out CeeDee, there's like a an advanced metric, which is tough to really say, but basically CeeDee Lamb is a top eight-ish, ten-ish wide receiver and like separation and yards per target and all this shit. And then all our other players are well, it, I mean, they got overshadowed by like the loss and like the Noah Brown shit, but CeeDee Lamb played a fucking excellent game on Sunday. He caught every ball thrown at him. He had 126 yards. He was great after the catch. He caught contested balls. Like I could but like here's the thing, man. They were using Noah Brown and, and I think you called it out. You said that like Kellen desperately wants no, Noah Brown to be Cedric Wilson. He yes. lost Cedric Wilson last yes. year, and Kellen's offense demands the presence of this kind of gadget guy that can do these like weird one-off specialized plays. So in this game, the Cowboys ran uh, a shovel pass at the line of scrimmage, kind of that the Chiefs have become really famous for this, where you like snap it, yep. you look like you're going to throw a little out, and then you just shovel it up the middle to a, a wide receiver who's like kind of stunted in, curled in. Yeah, they do it to they Kelsey ran, all the time. Yeah. They ran that with Noah Brown. Okay, then uh, obviously the th- the third and long, you go for it with Noah Brown, which again, like I don't know if that was drawn up as that, and that's or that's just how the the, the coverage ran out, but. In overtime, the third and four play is very obviously a designed play to get yeah. Brown open. It's a rub. It's a double rub Schultz and CD being used to strip the defender off of Noah Brown and get him a window that Dak can throw into. It'd be one thing if it was like Noah Brown's fault was that he like wasn't athletic or something Noah Brown, like one of the primary weaknesses of Noah Brown's game is that he does not have good hands. Like that is kind of the the main thing holding him back, I would say. Uh, He's big. He's fast enough to play NFL football. He drops a lot of balls. And so like the idea that like on this one play where you're going to have this instantaneous window of opportunity to get a third down and keep this drive going. And you're at midfield. You only need about... 15 yards for to, for Maher to go in there and do his yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, this was ugh, dude. And, and Kellen's last two drives in this game are so fucking questionable. So uh, first of all, we have the drive that should have kind of sealed the, the, the game for the Cowboys, which is uh, Lawrence fumbles and the Cowboys get the ball. There are, There's a minute 28 to go in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys are up by three points. They need to kill a minute and a half on the clock. So uh, they do an end around with Zeke Elliott, which is like not a good idea. I don't know why that would be the play call. Uh, Jacksonville takes their first time out. Then you run the exact same play, but with Pollard. Jacksonville, because you're in the exact same formation and all you've done is put in probably the back that should have run the play the first time, they sniff it out immediately. And so Pollard tries to bend it back inside and just gets tackled for no gain. So now you're at third and 10 and you've burned two of their timeouts. Okay, cool. But, you know, not the greatest thing in the world. Uh, And then on third and 10, you call 
kind of an all streaks play, which is kind of ridiculous to me. Um, then yeah, they get the weird. ball in overtime. Okay. After your defense gets a three and out. Your defense the defense does up. the defense does what you need them to do, which is uh, you know, ETN runs up the middle, De- Demarcus Lawrence stops him. Uh, Trevor Lawrence tries to go short to Marvin Jones. That's incomplete. And then there's a false start. So now they have a third and 14 and they try to do a short pass uh, to Travis Etienne. That actually goes for 11 yards, but Nishan Wright tackles him short. Uh, and so now they're at fourth and three and they punt. So you get the ball on the 20 and on the first play. Oh, I'm just going to point out right here. Yeah. I had, I was convinced we were going to win. Yeah, for no, sure. Not, not like I also, I never think we we're. I really never thought lose. we were gonna lose. I never. I know I Andy was, was freaking out during, but I was with Zach. I never at any point thought they were gonna lose until they actually lost. Like even when I, they went into overtime, I made a joke with Matt, and I feel bad now because I had Cowboys minus five, and they made the fumble, and then we punted, and they made the field tight. Maybe I got a chance to cover when we win been thinking about losing i was excited that we had a chance to fucking cover i was convinced we were gonna lose and then when the fumble happened i was like oh my god they're gonna it's the texans game again they're gonna survive is what's gonna happen i I texted like multiple people that i was like it's gonna happen again um so the defense stands tall they get the ball in overtime and on the first play pollard goes for 21 yards uh they then run the exact same play and pollard gets six yards all right, diminishing returns here. Kellen runs the exact same play for a third time in a row. Like, dude, how that's just like you disrespect this team so fucking much. Like, they'd have to be just completely incompetent for this to work for a third consecutive time. Uh, he gets stuffed, which isn't isn't Pollard's fault at all. Like, I'm sure he ran out there like, really? Look, <laughs> so now they have this third and four, and Instead of like, honestly, at this point, I, I'm almost in favor of if you don't think that you really can pass for four yards, run Zeke out there, have him punch up the gut. And if you get stopped short, run on fourth down and get the first down, in my yeah, opinion. I'm with that, the, too. I thought that, too. Absolutely. Like, hey, you got you got you got two shots at it. Like you're at midfield. You're going to go for the win here. Now, what sucks about all this and. I shit on Kellen. It was dumb. I would never target Noah Brown on a third down. Like the play actually works. I mean, Dak's kind of awkwardly throwing it, but it hits Noah in the fucking hands. I mean, oh, it's the first down. It works. It's like it's just that like the outcome. If Noah catches the ball, we're not having this discussion, obviously, because like it's it's a fine play as a. I was already mad at Noah targets as a, as a set of charts hey, on man. a piece of paper. It's he fine. had two touchdowns. I know he did. Which that, it like, felt like it felt like Kellen was starting Noah in fantasy that he got these touchdowns. Like these mm-hmm. were the most forced fucking points. I mean, the shovel pass, these two touchdowns. Well, the were other like, one, Dak was like wide open, or Dak scrambled and Noah was just wide open. I mean, that was yeah. Dak, one of them. I can't remember the other one, but oh, man, the, what what sucks is like coming out of this game, Dak has taken a rash of shit, which he deserves some of, but not all of. And it's overshadowed. Like some of the throws Dak made in the first half of this game were so fucking beautiful. The Hendo shot too. The Hendo touchdown was a masterpiece of Mm -hmm. like one of the better throws Dak has made all year. Um, 
yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. And so, yeah, they run this designed rub play to get Noah Brown open. And so I just question all seven of those plays, like all, I guess six, I get all six of those play calls are, or I get, no, it is seven because we got 21 yards on the first play and overtime. All seven of those play calls are, except I guess the first two Pollard runs, I guess if they work really well, you know, those, those make sense. But to run it a third time and all three play calls on the previous offensive drive are nuts to me. Like, oh man, it, it is very concerning. It makes me like it, the, especially the one that was still in regulation. I said at the time, it just dripped with fear. It just seemed to me like Kellen was so fucking scared. Like I'm in this big moment, piss down my leg, do this safe thing. Like, do not attempt to like actually go get this first down. Don't get aggressive. Like, and the Cowboys, like this offense really only functions when they're going for it, I feel like. Like they're not good at this kind of conservative play calling that he kind of falls into they in a only weird way. Really are if they have the run game really humming. I mean, like the, Yeah. But people also need to I was gonna say like the Cooper Rush era. People have this because they won this imagination that our offense was like clicking. It really wasn't. Like occasionally oh, Paul Ramsey did some good shit. Dude, that, that was, was crazy. Not. Well, here's the thing. People do not watch the one thing games. that they're like, Rush they're, did well the games was not on the turn field. the ball over. That was it. The, games, the game is on the TV, and they're viewing it, but they're not really watching what's happening. And then they watch ESPN, and there's Skip Bayless being like, all I know is that like the, the offense is clicking. The, the, game, the team just seems to work better with Cooper Rush at the helm. And then they turn around and they text me because I'm the Cowboys fan they know. And they're like – Dude, I mean, the, the team just seems to work better with Cooper Rush. Like, they're 29th in every offensive category. And they're like, I don't know, man. He just seems like it just seems like they respect him more. Like, but no, what about it doesn't. The eye test, man? Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, that's kind of what it always comes down to. I mean, even with this game, like, I got so many texts that were like, dude, I mean, like, how many times are you going to let Dak throw a game losing interception? I'm like, did you see the play? And they're like, no, I just heard about it. Dude, it's, he's reached. Unfortunately, I, until he wins in the playoffs, like he's he's now at that point where Romo was in his yeah, career. He is like everyone, I, everyone, uh, everyone's, everyone's agreed you're a good quarterback. We don't think you're great. Casual fans that don't like the Cowboys just assume you suck. And so every time you suck, that's going to be my positive reinforcement. I uh, found the stat I was talking about before. Got another one too. So for the entire season, Dak is tied. For the most interceptions on plays that weren't deemed turned uh, over worthy, which is six. Wow! At the same that point, sucks, man. Dak has has a two hundred and twenty six percent increase in his interception rate compared to previous seasons. Yeah, which is higher than Carson Wentz in uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, it, he definitely seems to have like step like been like been called out. Like, he has stepped up these high risk throws, and unfortunately, like. If the in those situations, if you have bad luck, effectively, you will fucking turn the ball over a shitload because you have the the ones that like don't go your way because you're taking a high risk throw. Then you have these bad luck ones. You stack those on top of each other. You will stack interceptions like it's going out of stat style. Like that's what's happened to him. Is like he's gotten interceptions because of the throws he's making or the bad throws that have gotten away from him. And then he's got this other collection of interceptions that have happened because of like all these other factors. And so he's ended up with like, what's probably going to be a career high in interceptions. Um, 
it's it's tough, dude. It's really tough. And obviously, if they don't get it under control, I mean, I, I, my, my hopes for the playoffs are pretty significantly diminished after this game. I have to say, like, it was the defense um, that did it for me. Yeah, between the yeah between the defense between the defensive regression and the offense, not if the offense was like flawlessly scoring 40 points a game and the defense was giving up points, I could like rationalize. But the fact that they both have these glaring issues makes it seem like the likelihood of a, of the Dallas Cowboys, as we know them both having a bad day when it counts, that seems to be in the cards usually. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm worried about it, especially against, you know, if we go play the bucks, dude, that just seems pre-written almost. So the a comment I saw that I kind of agree with is that the Cowboys are playing like they're at the very end of their window. Yeah. Which yeah, is weird I, because like I don't know man, like I, like so many of their players that are really like their stars are like super young. You know what say, I mean? Man, like, windows in the NFL are ever changing. This is not like saying that other we sports, are at the end of the like, window, but so we're playing like a team that's at the end of their window. Yeah, you know, this this loss sucks. I mean, zoom out big picture. Like, if you would, if we went all the way back to August and I could sell you that, hey, heading into the Eagles game on Christmas Eve, the Cowboys are going to be 10 and four, you would pay money for that ticket every time. Every time. So, but like if, if you, it, but if you caveated that by saying we just, blew a 14 point lead to the five and eight Jags. Yeah, it'd be bad. You'd be it'd like, be you'd be like, oh uh, man, teams, really? teams fading in the back half. Did Dak get hurt? Like what's going on? Like, that's what's weird is it's like the team was seemed to be at like it's most hopeful and strongest when Dak was out. And then now he's back and I'm not, it's not like they haven't played well. I mean, they've won the vast majority of their games. They've lost two times since the guy came they back. Three, they Those look, expectations. We they look good in three amazing. good games. Yeah. Yeah. You just get used to winning. So when you lose, you get ear you know, you get used to winning and listening to podcasts and people talking and like, the Oh yeah, Monday. Dallas is one of the best team. Oh, Dallas has one of the best odds. Oh, DVA says Dallas is a great team. And you're like, Oh, we're great. Cause going into the season, I didn't think we were great. I thought the NFC East would suck and they would get in. But I certainly didn't think they were going to be probably the third best team in the NFC right now. Like, I still would take us over anyone not named San Francisco or Philly. But I mean, we could still win the NFC East. Yeah, some yeah. good. We'll see. We could. All that has to happen is we win out, the Eagles lose out, the right. Vikings lose a game, and. The San Francisco 49ers was a game, and we're in like oh, clean, get, baby. Oh, to get the one seed, yeah. Yeah, that's it. We, we get the one seed. That's it. I think, you know, I don't know. To put a bow on this game, this is a very fluky roller coaster Jacksonville team that it's really hard to make track of what they are. I think why this loss hits harder is it's December. You want to be trending heading into playoffs. We had gotten, we had gotten hopes and expectations really high that this team was – Toe to toe, or was even better than Philly, and we were we were gonna beat them head to head and show the world that hey, we're the team to beat. And we took a big step back, and that yeah. doesn't mean they won't take. Well, a step and, and just... add to that that had okay, if we come out there and Jacksonville looks really good, and it's just a back and forth the whole day, and then you end up losing, that sucks. It yeah. would still hurt. The fact that at halftime you're like okay. I mean, even the halftime, like the the analysts at halftime are like, okay, Cowboys, here's, you know, now we get to see what you're made of. Like, will you close this out? Will you stomp on their throat? Will you finish them? 
or will you let them back in? And unfortunately, they let them back in. Like it hurts way worse when you have all the weight of all those expectations. You think you're this great team and you play like you are for half the game and then you collapse. That is a much more painful version of that story, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, they settled also for coming off the Texans game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, we yeah, already yeah. had a game where we were feeling pretty shitty. Then this happened. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I, and I will, the NFL is strange. The, the Chiefs had to go to overtime with that same Texans team. It's just weird. Football can be weird, man. Like teams get NFL players. NFL really is any given Sunday league. We did not lose to a bad Jacksonville team. We lost to an average Jacksonville team. I mean, they have a, a positive points differential this year. Trevor well, and Lawrence keep in mind, like people, people right want to shit on it because I mean, Trevor Lawrence ha- had to start under Urban Meyer, and they looked so shitty and stuff. I would be willing to bet that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a star in this league at some point. Like, yeah. he has the yeah. skill set to be an incredibly good quarterback, and we saw that on Sunday. He made some really fucking good Dude, throws. He's slippery to, in the pocket. I was going to say to Ben's to Ben's point, like the the dude has more ability to like move around, escape, like get out of like really dicey situations with his own legs than I really gave him credit for because at Clemson he just really didn't have to do that. Like he had no four first round wide receivers and a bunch of all-American linemen and so he just kind of stood there and like waited for one of them to get 10 yards wide open and threw the bomb to him. So um, yeah, I mean, I, Trevor's a stud. I mean, he was, he's been hailed as this, like, it's weird. We do this thing where we like hail someone as like generational talent at quarterback. If they don't immediately show that their first year, people kind of forget about him and move on to the next crop of QBs. Um, and I mean, even this year, dude, it's so funny. Like they, they have to have like generational talent every fucking year. And obviously that doesn't happen. Like we clearly don't have quarterbacks from every single class do well. Like whenever I turn on like draft coverage already, they're already trying to make this Kentucky kid into Josh Allen. And like I go look up this kid's stats. I can't remember his name. Uh Will Levins. Will Levitz. This kid has played like eight SEC games. He threw for under two hundred yards in seven of them. He's like ninth in the SEC in attempts and first by a mile in interceptions. He's like <laughs> statistically like one of the the worst quarterbacks in the sec and he's six five and can throw a mile so they're like he's pretty much josh allen dude he, he should go first overall like and frankly i don't want any of the kids in the, i wouldn't dra- i wouldn't want to have the first overall pick and have to pick any of these guys my quarterback i don't think cj stroud's the dude i don't think levitz is the dude um i can't remember who the other guy is that they're all high bryce on, young bryce young no thanks. Yeah. Like, I have heard some smoke, Ben. Just real quick on uh, one of our, you know, one of our pet cats. A lot of smoke. The old Marvin Harrison Jr. hitting the portal, going wow. to SC to play with old Lincoln Riley and Caleb. Damn, that'd be sick. That would be really tight. <laughs> I mean, dude, he's probably gonna get dumb nil money and to just go like hang out in what i'm assuming is like a mansion in bel-air for a year before you go to the nfl probably cool yeah i um i don't know i i think this was a bad game we'll see how they respond um it's not a loss you want in december but it also changes nothing they the only thing it changes is you're not catching philly now like you probably weren't earlier but you 
definitively aren't now. So. And it and it seemed like it mattered even a little bit at the time because it was like, oh, if they win this, they clinch. Well, because of how the other games turned out, they clinched anyway later that night. So the Cowboys are officially in the play in the playoffs. Um, they do play the Eagles this week, although oh, I was gonna say, uh, I want everyone a final word. Mine's gonna be a a little self brag. I I I am the lone uh, person in the podcast who picked us to lose to the Jaguars before the season started. Just, just okay, nice. It's my final. It's my final Not a real fan, Ben. There we go. So uh, I'll leave it to y'all. That's my final word. My final word is fuck Noah Brown, dude. And <laughs> and not not Noah Brown personally, because again, it's not his fault. But fuck Kellen Moore for putting Noah Brown in this situation. I hate that the Cowboys are so stacked with talent and are like hyper focused on this dude that should barely be on the field. And until they change that my faith in them significantly harmed. Zach? Fuck Noah Brown. Fuck Helen Moore. All right. Well, I like it. I like it. We do move on, as Andy said, to the Philadelphia Eagles. The steam got let out of this one, though, a little quickly. Yeah, this was like kind of being hyped as like the game of the millennium coming into like last week, but with the Cowboys losing to the Jags. And then it comes out that during the game against the Bears, uh, Jalen Hurts hurts his shoulder. Maybe I mean, is that maybe, real? Yeah, is that I, real? I think if I they needed tell. him to play, he would play. He could, I think. Yeah. I think it's a chess move. Like, hey, we have nothing to gain from this. Yeah, this, this is Philly's I, mindset. Right? I There's nothing this to gain. We're already going to get the one seed. A like, while let's back, rest Hurts and let's not let Dallas kind of get any sort of bearing or read on us because we may face them in the playoffs. This Personally, is what I was afraid I, of. I mentioned this a while back. I was so terrified because I was like. Uh, Sirianni is going to bench his starters if he can and deny us a real game. And it's it's fucking happening. Low-key, I'm kind of... Bench back in response. I personally am glad that it's happening because if you can beat the Eagles with their better quarterback, then playing them with Hurts should be easier. Uh, I mean, we can compare their passing stats last year. I mean, uh, you know. Gardner Minshew is objectively a better quarterback until this season, Michelle. We'll see. System quarterback Jalen Hurts, I'm not that scared of. I, I don't I don't I don't watch enough ESPN to be gassed up on this guy. It just is what it is. I, I watched him I, 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 I watched him I watched him fucking uh go like two for seven and two picks to start the game the day against the Bears before getting bailed out by their run game on Sunday. I watched a little of that, but the uh, I will the say ES- he did not get bailed out by the run game because as someone who owns Miles Sanders in fantasy football, that game fucked me. I am I am astounded by the level of like whoever like run like there's got to be someone at ESPN who's just like an Eagles super fan. Like today, ESPN and Sports Center's official Instagram account tweeted a picture of Doug. This picture, it's Doug Peterson. Holding the Super Bowl trophy, and then at the and and shaking hands with Jalen Hurts, and at the bottom it has the score of the Jaguars game, and the caption is Doug Peterson, Philly legend. Sick, Could like dude, off. that's that's like a shit post from a Philly fan account level post on social media. They and are the, shit posters. They and are. Yes, and that's ESPN, why ESPN's whole they're 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 troll media now. It's ridiculous, like, largely so. outside of like Mina Kynes and like 
the, I'm telling you, show, the rest of that, I will laugh so fucking hard if they do this whole dance where they're like, Jalen Hurts is the future of the league. He's the MVP. They gas these fuckers up off of like barely beating the Colts and like running fucking all like third teams in their division out the building. If these guys get get beat in the divisional round by somebody, boy, I will just yeah, ban me. Kick me off Twitter, dude, because it's fucking over for them, dude. I'm going to get arrested for the level of shit talk because it will just be so hilarious. Like, it is – there's nothing funnier than when ESPN puts, like, their weight behind, like, building a story that isn't real, and then it falls apart because the team they've built up is this, like, juggernaut can't hold up their end of the bargain. And could happen to the Eagles, dude. They've had I, a bunch of close calls. Got a, like, uh, they've played here, literally no one. We'll see. All right. So, I should have a stat here. Uh, it was initially talking about the uh, Vikings, basically pointing out, uh, you know, expected win versus points for uh, per uh, points against versus your actual win. And saying that currently the Minnesota Vikings are legitimately the luckiest team. Uh, in the NFL history, I believe right it, now. dude. That's yeah, I believe it, dude. That's, number seven, crazy. Yeah. but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, there's a reason. No, I'm not there's a, no, number seven. So, right, seven of all time is the current Philadelphia Eagles team. I believe it. I, I 100% believe it. I mean, dude, this is a team that beat the Colts, the shit ass Colts, on a PI call. That's what won them the game a 55 yard PI call. Beat them, let them beat the Colts 17 16. And then their shithead little brother energy coach, Mr. Beat Dallas himself, jumped around like he won the Super Bowl and screamed at fans while standing on the bench. Like, there's never been a team that was more deserving of a fucking reality check. So, whether it's us or somebody else, dude, I just pray that these dudes get derailed. And I, and I think it will happen. I don't think they're good enough. I really don't. Yeah, I, I think they're, you know, even the, the Philly guy that I listen to quite a bit on uh, their podcast, who's surprisingly reasonable, uh, admits that their turnover regression is, is is coming at some point for Philly. But that said, I mean, I still think they're the best team in the NFC right now. I don't, I'm not saying they win a Super Bowl. I'm not even saying I pick them, but like they, there's no one in the NFC that's really that scary. So no, I, I that's the thing. It's like they, there's not an insane level of competition, but they have just gotten to play a who's who of the bad teams. And I mean, we've lost to some of the, you know, we we've lost to the Packers, we've lost to the Jaguars, we escaped the Texans by the hair on our that's chin. Thing. Everyone everyone has holes in their resume. They don't. They just they've played a very nice schedule. I mean, they haven't played even us, they played backup, right? So they haven't really played any team's best. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have looked good or good enough. They, I mean, sure. they, it's hard to win. It's hard to win in the NFL and they have, that it is 14 it's, of them, 13 of them. So definitely. So what do you, uh, what do you guys think is going to be the Cowboys record at the end of this thing? Three games so, left. I looked at something. I looked at something. So we began the year with a loss. Then we won two in a row, right? Then, mm. We lost. Then we won four in a row. Then we lost. So we're about. Oh, sorry. We went. We went, lost four wins. Lost two wins. Lost four wins. Lost. So we're about to win two. 
going to beat the Eagles, going to beat the Titans, then lose to the Commanders, then win four straight, win a Super Bowl. I like that. That's just math. That's, that's just, just science. That's yeah, that's unassailable. Hey, that's I, the language I, that God wrote the universe in. I don't know I, what else you. I have want. a I have a minor in math. I was my job was to find patterns and stuff, and this is this is a statistical pattern. So, it's, I have seen it's a lot math. of people say that. Uh, they do okay. So obviously, there's the eternal debate: Do you sit your guys the last week and risk rust, or do you? And you know, but you know, if you play your guys the last week and someone gets hurt, or et cetera. This year, I've heard people say, you've already locked up your spot. The seating really probably doesn't change. Is it a possibility to rest a selection of guys against the Titans, play everyone against Washington, so you have a full-speed tune-up game? You're not, there's no rust factor going into the playoffs, but you do have an, like effectively an extra bye week for your most important players or guys that are worn down. They need one win to solidify a five seed if you care about that over six or seven, which I'm not sure you do. But I mean, do we want to play the Bucks or lose out and maybe play the Vikings? There you go, man. Chess move. Make play the Niners or Vikings. Which would be the more embarrassing loss? To lose to a team the you Bucks. beat 40 to three or to lose to the fucking six and i'm sorry i can't do it if i if, if we lose to a brady team i will not be on yeah that will be here. fucking that would be ass. i can't do that it will be I, ass. I can't deal with this man it'd be one thing if it was a good bucks team but i i can't lose to the fucking seven win book here's the other thing if we play the bucks and like they just they are the bucks like they actually do suck and we do beat them like that will give me this absurd false sense of confidence like i will yeah. be like we want a playoff game like we're fucking rolling down it's like you actually just beat like a pretty bad team so <laughs> this proves nothing although that zach pointed out the other day we suck against bad teams and actually play pretty damn well against winning teams yeah we're six also... and one against teams above 500 and four and three against losers yeah, we're also like six and one at home and three and three on the road. So that's the one stat I don't like being a road team all playoffs, but road games to end the season. I think I honestly think we go two and one. I think we beat Philly. Well, I don't know. I've been back. I was going to predict us to lose, but now after my my fact finding mission, I think I think it's a win. I think we do drop one of the next. I think we go two and one. I don't know in what order, but I think we win two of the next three. It would be absurdly Dallas. It would be absurdly Dallas to go not just beat Philly, but like win in dominant fashion. Like because the, the one thing Dallas loves to do, man, they will not let you go. They will not allow you to like make peace with their mediocrity. They have to fool you into believing there's a chance. So it would be very Dallas Cowboys for them to go out and stomp the Eagles like 35-17. Everyone looks amazing. We we're all like, oh fuck yeah, let's fucking roll. Then they go like beat the Titans and the fucking and you know whatever happens against other teams. But we're like rolling into the playoffs with this Eagles win in our heads and then lose to the Bucks. That would be the ultimate Cowboys move. I'm going to tell you the teams the Bucks have beaten this year. They beat us. Then they beat the Saints, who suck. The Falcons, who suck. The Rams, who suck. The Seahawks, who suck. The Saints again, who suck. That's it. Actually, the Seahawks might not suck. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're, they're acceptable. But that was in Germany. That was a weird-ass game. Yeah, that's a weird game. Yeah, that's not a great resume, to be certain. 
They got dog walked by the Niners. They were up on the Bengals seventeen to zero and lost thirty four to twenty three. So, <laughs> oh damn, dude, that was oh that would be painful. Uh, they tried to hang with the Chiefs. They lost to the shitty Packers. They lost to the Steelers. That's when he knew things were going bad. They lost to the Panthers and to the Ravens. So, I we shouldn't fear this team, but I don't know it. It would suck to lose to them. Um, I will say, dude, I've said I've said it for a long time. For the Cowboys to like really like truly go on a run, they're going to have to go through one of their demons. They're going to have to get a monkey off their back. They're going to have to beat Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have to beat Brady. Well, like, look, it, this is going to be the same team that, what, like 2018 or 2019 where they started 3-0 and and all advanced stats loved us and we missed the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying they're going to do that, but, like, you can't just be good on paper. Like, you have to beat some teams. You have to beat a Niners team that beat you last year. You got to beat yep. the Eagles. You got to beat the Bug. Like, yep. if, if they're for real going to be – like the Bengals, the Bengals are a perfect franchise to compare to. If they're going to be even as like considered a threat like the Bengals, you got to make a run at some point, man. And this Dak yep. Prescott led team, whether his fault or not, but like this group of guys, the Dak Zeke era since they came in together, has never made a run. Yeah, so they won one playoff game. They've looked really good at times. They've looked really good at this season. I think they're a good team this year, but you got to make a run. You can't just be a good team and lose every coin flip game. For sure. For sure. That's 100% accurate. So, and we uh, said it, you know, we said it in the offseason. We said it doesn't matter if they win nine games and get in or go undefeated. Like, ultimately, all that will matter. Win the playoffs, man. Yeah, like, and that's what it is. Like, whether they, whether they, yeah, whatever the record ends up being, whether they end up being like 10 and seven or, you know, 13 and four, it's all that's going to matter is wild card weekend from here on out. So, so what do you we'll all think see, of man. this uh, Eagles game? Um, the predictor now has a 72%. It seems Vegas has also moved the line. It went all the way to six at some points, back to five, because Hertz today said he has a chance to chance play. Chance to play, yeah. I don't think he will. No. But I guess what do you think happens if he does? What do you think happens if he doesn't? We're at home. Um, anyway, It's the Cowboys, the dude. They're winning either way. Like – like I said, it's just two Dallas. It's just two Dallas. Because if they get stomped out, it just lets too many souls off the hook. The Cowboys need to drag as many souls into the warp as they possibly can when they do their ritual suicide at the end of the year. So I'm saying Dallas wins this one in convincing fashion. I'm going to say 33-20. Hmm. Zach, you're on mute. Oh. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Part of me is just wondering if this is just the Eagles screwing with us that Hertz is going to start and they're just trying to fuck with us essentially. Because I know we've done that before teams uh, with both Dak and Parsons. Um, I also think we're going to win though. Either way, I kind of agree with Andy. I think we're probably going to win by two touchdowns. I don't know. I don't really have a final score because I don't, can't decide if it's going to be low scoring or high scoring. But yeah, with with the defense being so unpredictable, it's hard to know like what kind of game it will God, be. I mean, think about it, man. You're either the Eagles. Have, Eagles normally don't score have... that much. Like they normally yeah, win well... games at like under twenty five. Well. 
yeah, they did. I don't know. They're like us. They've they put it go, on on somebody on some they can, people, but yeah, they can explode. They will. They can explode, or they can play a run. I do think they're going to get, uh, you know, Dallas Cowboys legend Dallas Goddard back this weekend. Yeah, and look, we're going to have to watch. I would pick us. I'm only a little fearful of watching Nason Wright and Kelvin Joseph either on Devonta Smith or AJ Brown because I think if I was Dallas. I would try and cool AJ Brown's big day with with Dicks because I think yeah, he, for sure. he's not as shifty. Mm-hmm. I think that seems to be who he's better. He's better against the Mike Evanses, the kind of bigger physical guys like that, than I think the shifty little Devonta Smiths. But either way, I, I think man, it's a tough one. I I think they win. I don't think they blow him out. I think it's like a a three-point win where Philly fans talk shit to us. Like I think we do almost what they did to us in the first game, where we get up like twenty-one to seven, and then we win twenty-four twenty-one on some late act bullshit somehow, and they claim moral victory because well, we would have killed y'all with hurts. So, and then I'm just like, well, no, but you assured me that uh, backup quarterbacks are the same as starters, so you know we uh, we won. So yeah, that's how that's how I play. Um. I, w- I don't know. I don't think we lose to Minshew, but look, he's uh we talked about our, our loss of Mike Leach. This is this is one of Mike Leach's boys, you know. Maybe he Need goes it. out and he just he he throws Puts a one up for Leach, start. dude. Throws Puts, for like six fifty and five TDs. Say, he's had he's had some big throwing games. I mean, he's gonna put the ball up for grabs, but he's gonna he's gonna let his receivers go up and make plays. So he is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. So <laughs> Do with that information what you will. I, I think it also depends how up we get for this game. I don't think we need to be jazzed to play on Christmas Eve against Philly, but it does feel like the Hurts thing kind of took some wind out now that Dallas doesn't think that they can win the division. But um, I don't know, man. I yeah, I want to see the coaching staff they, get this I think team they win up because they need to, yeah. like, their pride is fucking – in the gutter, dude. We we need to see something from this team. So hopefully, and look, they do need they do need one more win if they want the five seed. Whoever that cares, and McCarthy can still sell them on the fact that they could win the division if Philly somehow loses out. So yeah, yeah. All right, boys, should we do Star Love Goat? And we are seven and one at home, so we could go eight and one at home with a win. There you sure, go. let's uh, do Star Love Goat. Okay. Star Love Goat. Um, a segment that doesn't need any reset by now, but essentially our player of the game could be a statistical player, could be someone you saw make one play, could be uh, you know, it's 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 dealer's choice here. So the walk star star of the game. Mm. Mm. Jeez. In a game we scored so much, it's hard to find somebody I want to give it to. Um, I'm gonna give Tyron Smith came back, thought he had a good game. Nice. Uh, happy to see him play right tackle. I thought that was a little bold of Dallas to do. But uh I I'm happy to see him back, happy to see him playing at a pretty high level. I thought the line overall was fairly good in this one. So very nice. Zach, who's the love of the game? You know, I was about to just say no one and not give day one simply out of spite. Yep. Uh, but in the end, 
the only player that I can say like, yeah, I'm completely happy with them was probably Lamb. So I'm gonna give it to CD Lamb. I'm thinking that. Yeah, that's that's honestly where I'm going to. CD Lamb had a great game. Um, yeah. I'm sad that it was not CD Lamb getting that last ball. Um, I know they're gonna cover CD Lamb. They always try to cover CD Lamb. CD Lamb is capable of getting open. Uh, it's a travesty that CD Lamb was not called upon in that moment. He's he's ready for those moments. We need to give him those opportunities. Um, CD had seven catches on seven targets for 126 yards, and he looked fucking great. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to CD Lamb, too. Uh, I, I wish, man, Dak Prescott was on pace to have a really great good of the game, man. He, first half Dak was fucking slinging it, and he ended up with three touchdowns uh, and over 250 yards, but those two picks just really fuck up your day. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to. Micah too, because I do think Micah had the best day defensively. But you know, we need you to be a game wrecker, and he didn't wreck that game. He was good, but I need you to wreck a game. You know, that's your standard. That's his bar. So, yeah, unfortunately, agreed. Also, also, I don't have anyone to talk. Micah's. uh, I love Micah. I think he's always the most confident person in the room. Boys, uh, boy loves to talk on Twitter. He loves to talk on podcasts. I he, need him to stop, he have, dude. He, if we lose this game to Philly, you know there's a bunch of players on their team coming over to talk shit to him. Like, that's they, – like, they penciled everything in about – not that I care, but he's definitely welcomed some smoke. For, from, I, I feel like, dude, okay, if the Cowboys are like toe-to-toe with the Eagles, we're 13-1, and one, they're 13-1, and one, and we're getting ready to show down with them. If you want to go on a podcast and talk shit, great. To go on a podcast the week after you had – I would say probably one of, if not the worst game of your career against the Texans. Like, completely yeah. wiped he was out. Better the in game. this one, though. Definitely, definitely better in this game. But to go on this podcast the week after you escaped the worst team in the NFL and a game in which Micah did not make a significant impact and looked like, I and I, I attribute it to injury. I don't think Micah like sucks or something or like wasn't trying. I think he's hurt. But to like be like, okay, cool. This is a great time for me to go on here and talk all this shit about the best team in the division. It just, to me, it is like a sign. It's very similar to the Twitter thing. It's like a sign of immaturity. Like, Micah, man, like we don't need you, you know, fighting the Brittany Griner fight on Twitter. And we don't need you giving the Eagles bullets board material either. Like, just play football, dude. So, yeah. I, I know that's not Micah's personality. Like, he's very much like the uber confident he has never not been the best player on every football field he's ever stepped on since he was born so like that's alien to him to like think of you know oh i should keep my mouth shut because of the consequences of it on the football field but like man for the sake of your teammates like come on dude chill or or go on back it up have a day like yeah if he goes out if he has a three sack day and he looks like i'll, I'll shut the, the fuck up and, and apologize puts, dude and he yeah, puts he, the defensive player of the year honors to bed in a big game, then yeah, man, go for it. Absolutely. Go, go have the best game of your career against the Eagles. And cause I mean, I'll be honest, like he did not have a great game the first time around against the Eagles. Like they, they figured out those, that little like dealer's choice kind of option play they used against him like 27 times. That was very effective. Uh, and that's not Micah's fault. He wasn't prepped for it. Like that's a weakness of the defense. Um, but yeah, you know, back that shit up, dude, and I will love it for sure. I will, 
I will ride for you for the rest of time. If you want to go talk shit on all the other podcasts, if you want to do that, but for now, like either back it up or don't do that. <laughs> like, I'm going to read you this because I just want to see Eddie's responses. I opened up an article. Micah missed out Tuesday with an illness, which I wonder if it's just a rest day. I wonder if he's actually ill or they're just trying yeah. to get his body more right. But the comments on this is on pro football talk. This just shows you where Philly fans are at. The top one, he's faking it. He knows what awaits him Sunday. Next comment. You take the day off. Jalen Hurts shows up. LOL. Next one. Foot and mouth disease. Next one. It's called oh eagles itis. Oh, that's painfully cringe, dude. The next one. Just what I would expect from a system edge rusher. The next one. <laughs> okay, that one's funny. <laughs> that, that was good. I'll give him that one. That one's the only one. The, the Eagles itis one is just like uh, you should consider just jumping in front of a train for typing. The Cowboys that and will answer. bounce back from the Jacksonville meltdown and beat the hurtless Eagles. Oh, never mind. That's I guess that's a Cowboy fan. But anyway, those were the the ones that popped up. <laughs> oh God, dude. But that's Put what I mean. With- <laughs> dude, NFL fans are just the worst. Like it is the worst sport in the world. I hate that I love it so much because like it is just populated by like. 100% mouth breathers like the dumbest human beings in the world love football like it sucks yeah Ugh. including us bozos for sure for sure all right boys any any parting shots before we get out of here yeah um i forgot about this but none of us talked about turpin's performance i'll well, say for my part i'm fucking sick of him getting a fucking kick and returning to our 15 he had one nice one, but he had, he had one, one nice week. one. But like uh, this game, I feel like it was like three times in a row we had like an extra ten yards to cover, and I man, it might only be ten yards. I feel like that just saps us, and we end up like having three and outs behind our own twenties. Let me see where we started on these various. Okay, touchback. Okay, fumble. <laughs> okay, yes, here's one. We started on our own 14 on our third. Oh, yeah. So that's a bad one. Uh, but on the next one, he returns it 38 yards. So that's okay, nice. yeah, one good one. That's a, but then... that's a good one. Uh, on the next one, he returns it to the 28. So that's, that's technically, okay. you know, net net gain. Uh, on the next one, it's a touchback. On the next one, uh, we, we that was an interception. Uh, sixty-four yards. He ran it out, and we got to the fifteen. So that's a bad one. Then. A touchback, a touchback. How about the end? He was just oh, the fumble, the fumble, yeah, fumble. Like the last, the we, the so he had like basically two good ones, I would say two good ones and two bad ones. Like, and the the bad ones are like. 17 18 yards they're not like horrific they're like seven yards back you but he has had some ones this chance. year where it's like the 10 but i guess really... he sucks and i hate him yeah 
he is he he is uh he he does he's a very aggressive returner like normally i like that but yeah he was definitely given the green light at some point Mm -hmm. early in the year and actually at the beginning of the year that paid off huge and i think that even further garnished his confidence and so yeah they had to reel him back in i the thing is i just keep waiting if he returns one for if he flips the field or scores a touchdown one time in a crucial game, I'll love him forever. So, like, I keep waiting for that to happen. Yeah, if that but, happens, I'll deny I ever said this. But as it is right although now. Although I'll say this, that right now the, the big play thing is definitely negative one because of that muff against the fucking mm-hmm. Texans. Because that shit, that turned the whole game. All right. You guys want to do uh, book reports? Uh, oh, yeah. Mine, mine's the Jags, so I'll sit this one out. Yeah, that sucked, man. Fuck you. Yeah, how did you do that to us, Zach? How the uh, how the Falcons do this week? Oh, Zach muted himself again. God damn it! The fucking walking technical difficulty get, over here. No, it's the um, the cord for my microphone is actually a little too small for it, so I kind of have to hold it, or it falls out. Oh, that's annoying. All right, continue. uh, Oh, the Falcons sucked. Uh, They lost to the Saints. Oof. Here, one second, let me pull it up. I would have done this, but I had to. They did cover Uh, the plus four for those interested. Yeah, and I'll be honest, Ben, I saw you tell me to do that. I looked at that. I was like, oh, God, no way. Uh, (laughs) So, Mr. Riders, uh, first career start, 13 for 26, 97 yards. Hell yeah. He, he is a rookie, a third round rookie who was not expected to start. Apparently he they didn't start preparing him to start until the uh bye week. But still Yeesh. Not a great first outing. Yes, and hold on, let me let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, so about the same completion percentage as Danucci, but Danucci had 219 yards in his one game. So, oof. Well, he'll get there, man. He's got Drake London. He'll be fine. Yeah. Well, the Texans, man, it was an eventful week in Texans country. They went toe to toe with the Chiefs, took him to overtime. Davis Mills, I mean, he scored three touchdowns. Pat Mahomes scored three touchdowns. He was right there dueling with the best in the game. Um, at one point, I mean, so they at the at halftime, Houston's leading this game 14-13. In, inquiring minds want to know just who who passed the eye test more, you know, Mills or Mahomes for a for a homer like you. you know? Honestly, honestly, dude, uh, I still question Mahomes' footwork. Uh, I think he's a product of tech system, not sold on the guy. Mostly, I think his success can be attributed to luck. So, Mills is the stronger fundamental player. Great. Insight. Also, I did hear that Patrick Mahomes had a birthday party, and most of his teammates didn't come. So that. That's a red flag, right? Big there. red flag for me, for me. But yes, at halftime, this game was the Texans were winning this game. Uh, the it's tied twenty four all uh, after the Texans kick a field goal with twelve minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and then the Chiefs get a chance to win this thing. Uh, 
low key, dude, the Texans defense looks pretty damn good in this game. I mean, they they limited the uh, they limited the Chiefs offense to like 24 points in regulation, which is like basically what they did to the Cowboys. And at the very end of regulation with at 24 all, the Chiefs get to the Houston 33 yard line and unfortunately the the Chiefs kicker misses the game winning field goal. So it goes uh, to overtime and the Chiefs drive, they get to the their own 45 and they're forced to punt. So the Texans have the ball in overtime with a chance to win. And on the first play from scrimmage, Davis Mills fumbles, gives the ball back to the Chiefs. The Chiefs run one play. It's Jared McKinnon just being handed the ball. He runs 28 yards for a touchdown. And that's the end of the game. So the Houston held out for as long as they could. Uh, that has to be a, just a sick way to lose a game to go to overtime. And then just like the, like you get the ball, your defense stands tall. And then some, some guy who like probably shouldn't be starting for your team, like turns the ball over in really embarrassing fashion and, and leads to the other team winning the game. I can't imagine what that feels like, you know? Yeah. It's a Noah Brown reference. That's no, yeah, I was it, I yeah, it. it was, it was a no brown it. thing. It. it was a no brown bit. So fuck no brown. No a clown. <laughs> nice. So, well good book reports, fellas. Indeed. The one twelve and one Houston Texans live to fight another day. So see what they do next week. <laughs> All right, boys. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I got nothing. No, I think all right. All. Well, folks, thank you for suffering through this cathartic experience with us as we try to salve these wins from a de- defeat at the hands of a, a franchise on the rise, but a franchise below our talent level nonetheless. If you like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. We love hearing from the fans. Hit us up on Twitter, IG. Love hearing from you guys. Love interacting with all the, uh, the Boys Will Be Boys Nation out there. Uh, check back in next week after uh, Christmas. We will be back after this showdown with the Eagles, although it's been somewhat diminished by both the Cowboys' recent play and the uh, perceived absence of one Jalen Hurts. Uh, it'll be a division showdown nonetheless, so we'll see how the Cowboys do. And We will be back next week. As always, I'm Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. And from all of us, have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. See you next week. Take it easy. Peace.